Welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, your uh, holistic practitioner, your renaissance lady of sorts, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. Uh, This week's Energy Report is for April the 27th to May the 3rd. I am recording this on Saturday the 25th of April, and um, I just want to let you know that tomorrow, Sunday the 26th, I will be live streaming um, a musical set for the 24-Hour Drone uh, Festival, which is um, put on by the Basilica in Hudson, New York. So if you'd like to see me play a live set, um, it's tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, Sunday the 26th of April, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can tune in via the link in my Instagram or it will be listed in the show notes. Um, Yeah, I'm going to do some of my music with a friend uh, who's up here, who I spend a lot of time with. We're in quarantine, and uh, uh, we're going to be just doing a little hour-long jam out to close out the festival. All right, so uh, I'll let you know a little reminder at the end of this, but that's happening soon. So this, again, is for the week of April 27th to May the 3rd. We're entering a new energy, the energy of May. Um, the theme I've chosen for this week is I am free when I free my mind. I am free when I free my mind. The tarot card is the Nine of Swords. This is kind of a tough card to see um, because it talks about an internal turmoil going on. You know, it's like it's not really a card you like to see for your for your client if you're pulling cards because there's a lot of mental distress associated with this card. So swords represent the mind. uh, Nines represent endings. And this card speaks to generating anguish and pain from within. So it's it's something that we are actually um, building on and uh, and creating inside of us. So what thoughts have you been thinking that create more suffering in your life? Um, this card can indicate that we're going to be feeling some mental sorrows. And that is certainly present in the astrology this week. It really coincides with, with the changes that are happening and the astrological symbolism going on. This is really all about pushing yourself outside of that box of limited thinking. Changing your thoughts. It is hands down the most difficult part of healing. It is also the most impactful. It's actually what healing really is. Um, And it's absolutely not impossible. You are only on automatic until it clicks that you can choose something else. The guilt this week got to stop whatever it is you're feeling guilty about. Um, you might need to have that inner dialogue that says, I need to stop with this mental tangent now spirit support me. So you might be on that guilt thread or that thread of just like awfulizing and telling a story of like how everything is going to shit, how everything's terrible, whatever it is, you know, when we create these like wonderful novels in our mind and we have to be the ones that go, Hey, no, stop. And also to call in spirit to help us. You know, despair shows us where we feel separate and where we feel separate, we need to consciously choose connection with spirit source. 
people always think that like I'm just like joshing them when I say that it's all about the inner dialogue that you have to reparent your thoughts. But when it clicks, it'll click. When it clicks, and you'll notice you'll start doing it, and then you'll go, okay, now I know what she was talking about. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, or you think like it's whatever, you know, you're rolling your eyes at it, that's that's totally normal when it's something that you may not exactly understand or have an experience with. But, you know, keep it tucked away in the back of your mind, and when you feel like using it, use this as a suggestion. Okay, the ritual this week. This week, I thought, okay, how do we express ourselves and our frustration without projecting it onto somebody else? Last week, there was a lot of fucking projection going on. <laughs> um, I was definitely like, what? A couple times. Um, when uh, I got some really strange messages, and I was like, well, that's just very interesting. Um, so I thought, what would be a beneficial way to just move energy this week. So this week you're gonna you're gonna grab a nice fluffy pillow, okay? You're gonna press it up against your face and you're gonna scream bloody murder into it. The ritual this week is to scream into a pillow. Just try it, you'll see. I swear to God, you gotta just like let your inhibitions be released and See how cathartic it actually is to move that energy. Energy just really does need to be moved. And if you're feeling angry and you're feeling rage, don't try to repress that. Uh, you know, try to move it. Uh, so this week we're going to scream into a pillow. All right. So this week in my newsletter, uh, which if you're not following my newsletter, I send out a newsletter once a week. It has the podcast linked in it, but sometimes it's something that you can refer back to for the specific day. Um, so RebeccaConran.com, you can subscribe to the website and then uh, you'll get a once weekly newsletter. So I'm doing a little format, a little different format this week where I'm actually going to write about every day, just like a little bit about the vibe going on. Um, and uh, one of the biggest shifts that we have coming up is that the nodes of the moon are going to be shifting into new signs on May the 6th. So we've had the nodes north uh, node in Cancer, south node in Capricorn for two years now. And I mean, really, everything we've seen out pictured is so fucking in alignment with the symbolism of what these energies represent, you know, moving towards the mother, the nurturing, the caring for the collective, you know, moving away from achievement-based uh, you know, greed and putting um, just like money on a pedestal and all of these things, uh, capitalism, you know, that have really failed the people, uh, especially of America, um, from having their most basic needs met, healthcare, you know, education, the things that, um, you know, in, in, in our past lineages, women really took care of the community. They took care of education and things like that. And I'm talking about like in our, in the first, uh, when, when humans first were, um, living in, in communities, uh, of course the females took charge of that because they would be pregnant and they would be taking care of infants and stuff. And so the males would be, off hunting and stuff like that, um, because in, in our, you know, ancient times, um, 
there was a very real reason why women stayed home, and that was because they were fucking pregnant. <laughs> and literally wasn't safe for them to go out hunting and shit. So the men went off on their solitary shit, and the women took care of the communities, and they took care of education of children and stuff like that. And that's really, like, what we've been seeing with these nodes, you know, this shift, this shift from this patriarchal energy into the matriarchal energy. And now we know that, like, uh, these energies are beyond gender constructs, um, that all of us are needing to inhabit the feminine, especially males in this time, uh, needing to honor that feminine and not just be focused on the masculine. Um, and, uh, so we've seen this really karmic equalization going on with the nodes. So on, on May 6th, they are finally shifting. And I'm going to talk about that more next week. Um, but, you know, the, the North Node represents what we're moving forward with as a group consciousness. The South Node represents karma to be dealt with from our past. So we've been moving forward with the feminine, the cancer energy, the matriarch, the moon mother, creative leader whose basis is nurturing and un emotional understanding by intuitive guidance. Okay, that's what we've been moving forward into. We've been releasing and confronting our lineage karma through the masculine Capricorn, which is the patriarch, our toxic connections to career, status, achievement, and money at the cost of humanity. Now, of course, Capricorn is not all uh, bad energies, but when we talk about the South Node, that is what we're releasing. So when we talk about what we're releasing, we're releasing the shadow aspects, and these are just the shadow aspects of Capricorn. Um, so... The energy has been doing exactly what it told us it would. It's been breaking down systems that are not sustainable for the continuation of the human race here on Earth. We will feel these themes more paramount as we move into the shift next week. Okay, this is like we're in the last leg of this, and we're not going to be back in these nodes for 18 years. And it's a powerful moment in time because we're experiencing this pandemic. So when in doubt this week... Be the mother to yourself that you always needed. That's the healing. Be the mother to yourself that you always needed. And if you feel like you are helpless to do that, then at the very least, be calling out to the Divine Mother. Divine Mother, Divine Spirit, Divine Source. Of course, Spirit and Source is not female or male. But there is an aspect of it that is the Divine Mother. Call out to the Divine Mother and ask for help, ask for support. So I want to just check in with uh, May is a big month. I'm going to discuss the major highlights next week as we, as we really fully move into May. But we have quite a few retrograde stationing. Uh, today, Pluto is stationing retrograde uh, as I'm recording this on the 25th. And um, there's a lot going on. Now, not all of this is bad. You know, stations are usually powerful, powerful moments, but not all retrogrades. Um, we don't need to look at them as something really scary and bad. Uh, they happen all the time. Every single year they're happening. Um, we, we definitely feel that way about Mercury because Mercury is so close to us. We feel the energy more acutely. And obviously it has to do with communication and technology. So like some of those conveniences and the ways that we understand each other when that kind of stuff is like, uh, you know, um, thrown off or people are more internal. So the external becomes a little bit more, uh, accident prone and, and, and not as focused, um, that can really, that obviously really affects us, but not all retrogrades feel that way. You know, they don't all feel that disruptive at that level. 
Um, so we don't want to move into this next season thinking, oh, shit, like everything's dire. We're already in a pandemic. Now we're all in all these retrogrades. Um, you know, they they're just uh, it's it's just energy. It's just showing us astrology just shows us the symbolic meaning of the energy of our times. And it's up to us how we work with it. There are positive and optimistic and solution-oriented ways to work with any energy. And there's also shadow sides of it, which are just as vital sometimes in working out what's going on and creating real healing. So it's all good is what I'm saying in terms of like these retrogrades hitting in May. But I wanted to revisit um, my COVID-19 reading uh, where I sort of broke down some of the information for the next few months. I went through June. So let's like have a little bit of a recap on May. So the theme of May is going to be the nine of pentacles, which is ripeness. This, uh, the key words for this card are discipline, refinement, and self-reliance. So we're falling back on our own resources. We're trusting our own ability to handle whatever comes our way. If we don't have that trust, then we are working that out. We're building out like how to trust in our own determination, no matter what others say or try to persuade us into. Okay. This card represents seeking the highest minded activities, focusing on them intently and rejecting lower ideas and behaviors at this time. This is actually a card of abundance, prosperity, and wealth. But of course, nines, again, they represent endings and new beginnings. They kind of, things coming into fullness, the end of a cycle. Uh, you could call it completion. You could call it ripeness. So this is the card of abundance, prosperity, and wealth, but it might not be of the fiscal kind that we've previously relied on. Growth and expansion are rapidly happening, and we can be proud of that. This card asks us to maintain an attitude of gratitude this month. There are good things afoot. Mother Nature is healing. Humans are caring for one another. We are actually experiencing unprecedented connection, even though we are physically not together. Don't allow a self-fulfilling prophecy this month of suffering to become your truth. See all the sides of the global story. May's financial outlook uh, the Three of Swords came up. Isolation was the name of this card. This is not a great omen for our finances. It can indicate loss and upheaval. And obviously, since a lot of people haven't even received their stimulus checks yet, we know that this is true. We already knew that this was going to be the outlook. But this card really represents the grief and suffering felt by the mind, right? By our external circumstances. We may be very low on resources and wondering what to do. Um, have a step-by-step -step plan for managing your finances at this time, if, if that's possible. Uh, budget well and ask for help where you need it. Ask Spirit. Look for uh, the local grants and the local supportive things for you. Um, there uh, are different funds that are coming about. There are different avenues. It is tiresome. It does take work to contact the different agencies to figure out payment delays. Um, call your, uh, you know, I, I basically called my credit card. I asked them to lower my um, interest on it. Um, my, uh, my phone is actually through Verizon um, because they're the only people you can get reception from where I live in the mountains. And uh, they set me up with um, free hotspot because I don't have internet. And uh, so just call around, talk to people, you know, um, work on what you can. Uh, 
you know, there are different programs available. It does take some work. It does take needing to ask for help, but do so if you need to, you know, um, grief, pain, and loss, they are definitely a part of the human experience. And, um, the more we can deal positively with our lesser desirable feelings of loss and unworthiness, the more health that we're going to have in our bodies. Okay. Because the lungs, the heart, they're all connected to our feeling worthy, feeling lovable. And if we feel unworthy, then these energy centers are not acting at their most optimal. So we want to make sure that we are really taking care of these uh, energy centers in our body at this time. So some of the questions, are we so attached to money and fears that it's the only way to survive, that it's actually limiting our ability to create any abundance? And this isn't a time where I'm talking about abundance like we're all going to be millionaires. We're all going to have fucking hundred thousand dollars. No, of course we're not, you know, but abundance is more than just money. Like you can have, it can be completely not related to money and still be in energy that promotes you having your needs met. Because if we're in the energy of what we want and we are just like motivated because we are expanding through that, then we tend to uh, create um, an environment of abundance around us where things sort of just flow in, in, in the way that we would desire. If we're telling a story about how uh, we won't have our needs met, we're going to starve, we're going to be on the street, um, we've also lost our opportunity here to be solution-oriented, to trust in ourselves, to trust in that, like, we'll, we're going to figure it out. Now, I, I, I understand how it could be easy for someone to sit and think, well, Rebecca, like, it's probably really easy for you to say that. You're probably fine. But the only reason that I'm fine right now is because I left home when I was 16 years old. I had nothing and I have routinely had to figure it out, figure it out. When I had nothing, no home, I was homeless a couple of times, um, had no job, had no money, had no education. And I had to just rely on myself. And so basically what I did was I was just always like, I'm just going to work hard. I will work hard if I don't have any money. And even now to this day, I'm, I, I'm always of the mindset. It doesn't matter. Like I'll do whatever it takes to take care of myself. I'll do anything, you know, I'll clean toilets. I don't give a shit. I'll be whatever I need to be to like practice being a, a working member of this society. I'm not too good to do anything. And part of, um, part of that acknowledgement and that ability to just work hard and just like go out and do whatever and be like, okay, well maybe I'm not living my dream. I got to go do this thing is actually just what keeps me in the flow, you know, because these little opportunities do pop up here and there. Um, and so all I'm saying to you is with May's financial outlook, it's not looking good. It's not looking good in May for our finances. But that doesn't mean that we need to, like, just throw in the towel, obviously, you know, um, or continue to create stories of, like, how the future is just this dystopic, you know, um, just this nightmare, okay? Um, let's not pretend that we can look into the future. 
we're, we're creating the future right now with the thoughts we're thinking. So let's stay in an attitude of gratitude. Let's ask for support where we can. And let's see if there are any ways that we are attached to security that actually limit us from feeling secure inwardly. Okay. We've got to stand together in this collective consciousness and take responsibility for the intentions and affirmations our mind is creating from. May's emotional outlook. Okay. May's emotional outlook. The Empress card came up. Funny, funnily enough, this card can signal working from home. This card says, in terms of our emotional outlook, living a life of nurturing creativity and embodying, embodying the divine feminine is a great comfort to our emotional selves. Be affectionate, love openly and freely. Tell people you love them, you know. Um, cry and express yourself if you feel vulnerable. Practice real intimacy by being the genuine you. Yes, even via Skype or, or, or Zoom. Mother yourself. Welcome abundance. Be open to receive from the universe in whatever capacity, if it's just a friend calling you up or whatever it might be. Give and receive beauty and pleasure. This card also speaks to appreciating our bodies, really getting into that beautiful, lovely body of yours, even in your home. I'm so grateful that one of my favorite yoga teachers is doing some online classes, and it's really kicked my ass into gear um, because I totally understand it's hard to have a home practice, and sometimes, you know, look for a really lovely teacher and go and do that class. Um, or there's a lot of free uh video uh, classes and stuff online too. So just find somebody that you, you like the cadence of their voice. You like the way they carry themselves and try to tap into that. Um, lavish attention and care upon yourself and those around you. That's what this energy is saying. It's really just that lovely mother fertile energy. And of course this week Beltane's coming up. So that makes a lot of sense. The physical outlook for May, the King of Swords came up. So our physical health improves by becoming a master of our minds, as well as making sure that there is structure in our health and fitness routines. So it's not because you don't want to get fat during quarantine. It's because your body is constantly moving toxins and supporting your uh, life. Okay, so if we are sedentary, energy can't move and be released through our body properly. Toxins can't properly be released. Uh, we exercise because it is good for our bodies to move. So you don't have to do any particular type of exercise. It doesn't have to be. It can just be in short spurts. It can be dance. It can be fucking anything. It's really just about saying, my body is this beautiful, intuitive machine, and it needs support. It needs support. And it does have a positive effect on your brain and on your mind. Uh, when you're able to um, eliminate toxins through moving your body, wringing it out, even just like doing spinal twists and things like that is so important. Stay the course of physical care that a health, healthy lifestyle needs and trust your own instincts around what is best for you. So this is a good card to receive in, over, in terms of overall well-being and health, but it really points to our mental health being what needs to be considered, which I'm sure you can all agree from quarantine. Excessive worry can be stimulated when this card is present, um, and it's, it's uh, really a call to action to master our thoughts through something like meditation. 
worry and anxiety can be as damaging to the body as illness itself. So a, da a daily practice of mental stillness is advised through May. All right, so that's just the that's just the update from my May COVID uh, reading uh, that I did. Um, just sort of like the outlook of May. So let's look at this week. This is uh, the uh, 27th through May the 3rd, April 27th through May the 3rd. So we start on Monday the 27th, and Mercury is going to enter Taurus. So Mer Mercury is the energy of communication, technology, intellect. And as it leaves Aries, we may feel some real flashes of insight or some real flashes of rage coming up mentally. Um, on that 29th degree of Aries, we, we can be dealing with some extreme hot-headedness. So it's great to use your no. Use it mentally, verbally, however you need to. Use whatever anger is coming up to create better energetic boundaries. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to say fuck you to somebody's face, but maybe you say fuck you to their energy in the privacy of your own home, and you're like, no, my energy field does not have room for you. Just no. Uh, use it as a nice, fierce boundary. When Mercury shifts into the slow and earthy, energy of Taurus, it can feel a little bit out of place. Um, so, you know, over this next transit, anger and frustration may be issues that become heightened. Um, although there is this lovely opportunity right now with Mercury and Taurus to focus on practical matters, but this security conscious sign can become really bogged down mentally in providing material security in an uncertain world. So with the moon also in Cancer on Monday, we may feel extremely security conscious and the ability to awfulize or expand on crisis may be amplified. When we let go of the need for certainty, when we trust in ourselves moment to moment and when we are connect connected in oneness, we're really able to find a place in the spectrum free of acute fear regarding our security. We're always secure in our spirit. Whatever story life is projecting outwardly, it's merely a tiny blip in the realm of possibilities that are at our fingertips. So use this energy to bring your ideas down to earth. Yes, you know, we, we do have to let go of our physical securities and conveniences because they weren't ever built to be lasting. Nothing on earth was built to be lasting, not even our bodies. But our spirit can be secure. Our our inner process can be a haven, a place of safety and protection and security. And that's really what we're, what we're working on right now is mastering this ability to not rely on the external for, um, for a sense of security, to really rely on the internal and on our connection to spirit. Tuesday, the 28th, um, Mercury in Taurus is going to square Saturn in Aquarius. So Mercury, again, thoughts, mind, communication. It, it feels restricted on this day by Saturn, which is, you know, limitation. Um, it could be hard to communicate clearly on Tuesday. Um, and you may be wishing and hoping for some sort of freedom, uh, obviously physical freedom, or maybe a freedom from certain belief systems or ways of, or patterns that you've seen popping up. With the moon still in Cancer, on Tuesday, and also squaring Chiron, which is the, the, the wound where the light gets in, you may think that your freedom is being repressed by your circumstances, but were you really living freely before? 
freeing our mind, a theme of 2020, is the key to our finding balance and peace in this new era. Whatever our outlook is right now, it is exacerbated by fears that we've been holding on to for a very, very long time. This is just heightening that experience. Change your thoughts, you change your life. Not because you never experience discomfort, confusion, or crisis again, but because how you move in in these times will be completely different and you'll no longer be rocked so far off your center by outward change. Again, I'm not using this lightly. I don't say, ah, just change your thoughts, shrug, you know. I know it's not fucking easy. It is the hardest thing you'll ever do is to master your thoughts. And, uh, but I do think that repetition is helpful. I think hearing these things is very helpful. This is the guidance. This is the, this is the point of entry into your healing. This is what we're being asked to do in 2020 as a collective consciousness to evolve. And not only just to evolve, but to keep the human race alive, okay, to help us to not become extinct. Um, now, if the human race does become extinct... That's also okay, you know? It's okay on a spiritual level. Our spirits are safe. Every human being on earth has a, a, a spirit that is connected to the divine and is safe. Um, would it be wonderful if we could live life and keep the human race motivated to move forward in a conscious, beautiful way? Absolutely. Yes, of course, we're always going to be trying for that as we draw breath, you know. Um, but either way, no matter what happens, all of our spirits are safe. All right, loves. So Tuesday, we want to remember that we may not be able to communicate so clearly on Tuesday. That might be a day when you don't have that serious chat with somebody. Although Saturn can can be about serious shit, so maybe you do. Follow that intuitive guidance, you know, if, whatever, if it feels like a maybe or a no, listen to that and, uh, and move forward on another day and let, let the energy pass. On Wednesday, the 29th, the moon is still going to be in Cancer, which is really the most comfortable place for the moon. Um, it's pretty active this day because it opposes uh, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that we've been talking about the last few weeks. There's an opportunity here to really move some stuck emotions right now, not just thinking about feelings, but actually releasing them and moving forward. Depression and anxiety are two different forms of repressing feeling, repressing feeling, holding feeling in, holding sensation in the body, not releasing it. They signal that there's a fear of feeling that is happening or that we're trying to feel through the mind, right? So we don't have to have that full-bodied experience. And this creates a lot of internal suffering. One great way to get yourself to feel, if you're stuck, because I know how easy it is to get stuck. I don't know where to start. I know that there's stuff I want to move, but I have no idea how to move it, is to really start by removing any self-medications and numbing agents. Shift that diet. Let go of those substances. These can be the entry points into moving emotional sensations. I promise you, you stop drinking coffee for a week, you're going to fucking start feeling. You are going to start feeling. So you don't even have to remove coffee forever. 
But just remember that like all these things, all these conveniences, all these things we rely on every day can also subtly be these numbing agents that stop us from being really present to our experience and what's going on inside of us. So if you feel stuck, you feel some stagnancy, make a shift. Let go of certain things. Let go of dairy. Let go of meat for the week. Let go of sub alcohol. Let go of weed. You are guaranteed to feel through your emotions uh, and to really let them up and out. So remember, when we do that, this too shall pass. It is a motto often used during times of emotional turmoil for good reason. Once you let emotions up and out, they actually do clear and you move on. Okay, so how much of a relief is it when you have a big cry? It's just such a deep relief. And it's like taking a shit basically for your emotions. And it's very, very important to let your body have that kind of a dump, (laughs) right? So once you let those emotions up and out, yes, it's, it's not pleasant. It's not ideal. You know, we do tend to do anything we can to not feel, but once you let them pass through, they actually do pass. And the only way ultimately is through. So you're just preventing uh, the time when you won't, when you'll no longer be able to put it off uh, by using numbing agents and things like that to, to, uh, to try to like circumvent the process. No one gets to circumvent the process, unfortunately. So again, the North Node in Cancer, 2018 to 2020, it's been trying to tap us into what we need to feel safe and protected. We're not going to have this karmic reminder for another 18 years. So as a Cancer Sun and Mars myself, I can tell you emphatically that this cardinal energy will not feel safe until it learns to trust itself to move intuitively moment to moment. You're not going to feel protected until you become your most fierce mother. You will not feel fulfilled until you own up to your creative powers and give yourself permission to be unequivocally yourself, woo-woo spirituality and all. Regardless of gender constructs, you are the divine mama bear. Own it, right? Own it. So we're going to really feel this with the moon in Cancer. You know, it's connecting with the North Node. So this may be, Wednesday might be the day you scream in that pillow. Just saying, it's an, op- it's a, it's an option. <laughs> okay, Thursday, the 30th of May, Mercury is going to be conjunct Uranus, both in Taurus. When uh, two planets are conjunct, they're on the same degree. They are really uh, on the same motivational point, powering up, both in Taurus here. So this day flashes of, uh, g- this day favors flashes of genius. Something could be hitting like lightning right now. You may have a bit of the mad scientist in you today. This is a great day for communication. This is a great day for channeling messages from your higher selves. This is a wonderful energy for inspiring yourself and others um, and for just ingenious new pathways opening up. For a long time, I've spoken about the polarities we face as humans. Things are just not black and white. And you know, as represented by a two-party political system in America, it's not right for us. Just choosing either or is not right. It's not, it's not the full picture here. The solutions we seek have yet to be created. We're the ones creating the solutions. And it's really going to take that inner genius and radical individualism 
of going against the grain to stand true to the higher order of things. So this energy really is in sync with that. Let go of a need to see one way or another and open up to the unknown. Be receptive. Let go of how things should be so that your higher self can show you the way. You know, it's not just as simple as, uh, like, let's say it's like um, peaceful protest or violent protest. There has to be something else. There's not just two options. You know, there has to be something else that we are designing, that we are creating collectively uh, through our flashes of insight. And, um, yeah, there's plenty of things that people thought weren't possible that then somebody allowed a flash of genius to show them what was possible. So keeping our minds open, um, this day might be just a really interesting day. So really watch what messages are coming up, what uh, synchronicities are, are coming in. And uh, the best way to tune into um, synchronicities is to get into the daily practice of meditation and self-care and just sitting with yourself and convening with spirit. You could also just say, Spirit, show me my messages. And then see what happens. All right, on Friday, the uh, 1st of May is Beltane. The moon's going to be void all day on this day, so it's more apt to be a dreamy, mellow, restful energy than one of getting shit done, especially because the moon is also opposing Mars on this day, and Mars is our action. So we might just be feeling more than we are able to act on this day. Beltane is a festival which reminds humans that our connection to the earth itself is vital for our health. We are earthlings after all, and we draw much needed grounding and energy from Mother Earth. This is the peak of spring, and it announces the coming of summer. So symbolically, it means we're in an extremely fertile period. If all your thoughts plant a seed, what kind of garden is going to be popping up come summer? This is a wonderful day to set intentions and plant seeds with spirit, connect with nature, even confined to your home. You could still connect to water and do some sort of a water ritual um, using its healing properties, or you can even use guided meditation and energetically embody these elements. So happy Beltane to everybody. And uh, um, yeah, connect with that earth. Um, even if you just get to like stand barefoot on a patch of grass in your backyard. Um, and lucky you if you have a backyard too. Uh, so Saturday the 2nd of May, the moon is going to be in Virgo. It's in its positive uh, expression. Uh, when it's in its positive expression, it's going to have us getting shit done, getting organized, bound to our duties towards health and purification. This might be a, a needed day of like, um, you know, being less sedentary if we've been really down in the dumps the, the past few days. So this day, we can really get a little bit more fo focused on uh, what it is, uh, on our duties. Um, the moon is going to be trining Uranus, Mercury, and the sun on this day. So the possibility for arg organizing thoughts and our identity in the direction of our service-oriented pursuits is super strong, including the, your service to yourself. This is a good day for productivity. The downside is going to be um, an, an, an amplified level of criticism and judgment. You know, perhaps, well, not even this, but you or someone you love may need to make changes or we're just looking at the world and we're like, fuck, you need to make changes, world. 
Um, we all need to make changes in some way, but being mean about it is not fucking helpful. You know, encourage the best in yourself and one another without using blame or shaming techniques, understanding that like all of the bad behaviors we're seeing are an element of wounding and fear. And it's going to take a radical love to heal that, a radical nurturance, a radical compassion, um, not applying more wounding, more suffering to it. So we're encouraging the best in ourselves and one another. Uh, we're encouraging others to make positive changes in their life by being a good example, by really embodying that shit ourselves. Uh, and we're taking very good care of ourselves. So this is a good day for um, our action-oriented pursuits. Sunday, the 3rd of May, the last day this week, the moon in Virgo is going to oppose Neptune in Pisces, plus Venus in Gemini is going to square Neptune in Pisces as well. So we have a duty to ourselves, as I've said a bunch of times today, to be a good mother to ourselves and to tap into the divine mother. This ability and this ability alone allows you to serve others in a balanced way. That's because... If we are not able to tap into the Divine Mother and we're not a good mother to ourselves, we are just depleting ourselves by caring for other people. Venus turns retrograde in two weeks, so it's slowing down. Venus is all about self-worth, self-esteem, what we value, our um, romance, how we love, how we need to be loved. I don't know about where you live, but here in upstate New York, Venus is bright as fucking hell. She is brightening, br shining so brightly every night. Um, like, it kind of looks like fake because it's so bright. Maybe it is. I don't know if there's any conspiracy theories about this. But it's super bright out there. And um, she's really getting our attention this spring. Okay? Venus retrogrades... Venus is closer to us. It's a personal planet. We feel it more clearly. We're definitely going to feel this Venus retrograde. So squares bring conflict. And this one uh, where she's squaring Neptune and Pisces, Neptune is also our karma, uh, our shadow, uh, dreams, but also in our illusions. Um, this square is going to bring some conflict. So this one is coming through disillusionment that we may feel as we're clearing our past karma, basically. So we might be repeating some romantic or lower self-value or lower self-worth patterns right now. It might be like engaging in ways that we wish that we weren't. Um, we might be not where we would like to be, okay? Fair enough, you might not be where you need to be in your own mind, but give yourself a break. What you experience is something that is missing in your life at this time, may actually be self-deceit. What if nothing is missing in this moment and you're exactly where you're meant to be? Um, don't allow the pains of desire to make you feel like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, especially to do with romance. This energy urges us to take the lessons and the love from our experiences and to leave the rest to the past. So fair enough, you might be repeating some patterns it's just information, okay? You can choose differently. Notice where that information is coming up. Okay, so this aspect of me is still feeling wounded, is still feeling attached to some old ways of being. I'm noticing it. I love you, little aspect that is suffering right now. You must need a lot more attention from me, a lot more love, a lot more consideration, compassion, encouragement. And then you tune in to what that aspect's need uh, that aspect needs from you in uh, by means of being a good mother to yourself, a good parent. 
So this energy on this day really urging us to take the lessons and the love again of our experiences and leave the rest to the past. Release ideas about the one. Release ideas that your achievements equal your worth and value. They don't. You have value and you are worthy just because you are alive. You are the one. You complete you. No one person can give you everything. So tap into all the avenues where love is moving towards you from many people already. This is a time when we are keeping our options open. That's what Venus in Gemini is. So we're curious. We're looking for intellectual and communication matches, not just body chemistry. It's a great time for like online dating and getting to know people the old-fashioned way of talking. Um, and uh, But again, retrograde periods are periods when we review. So it's not the time to start something new right now unless you are aware that whatever you start will need review and is part of your review process. Definitely old relationships may come back up for healing. I don't know about you, but a bunch of fucking dudes have been (laughs) messaging me from my past. Um, And I've definitely seen some um, uh, past patterns showing up but I have just chosen to engage differently in some scenarios that seem similar to me. So that's left me feeling really good because when you see the similar patterns coming up, you can go, "Mm, this feels familiar in a way that I don't want to go down that road. And that's actually a great confidence booster. All right, my friends. So thank you to all of the monthly energy report supporters, the Patreon supporters. You mean so much to me. Thank you for your support, your financial support. Uh, We got a new Patreon supporter this week called Kate. Thank you, Kate. And thank you also to Venmo uh, donators, Courtney and Lauren, for your loving support. Thank you all of our supporters for helping to support me and this energy report through your donations. Again, I'll be live streaming a musical set for the 24-hour drone festival, which is put on by the Basilica in Hudson, New York. My set starts on Sunday, the 26th. At 11 a.m. Eastern, you can view it through the link uh, in the show notes. And I'm hoping that it'll be recorded even if you miss the live stream. So hopefully you can still see that. And uh, it's also going to be linked through my Instagram at Rebecca Conran. It'll be linked in my bio. All right, friends. Uh, I'm here. If you need support, um, I have a code for new clients. It's new client that you can use at checkout for a session. Um, and, uh, if you're a return client, I am offering some sliding scale, uh, session types. So all of that is on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. Take care of yourself and one another. You are so loved.